We're joined this week on Personal Finance by Niall Brady, the money editor with the Sunday Times. And we'll get to listeners' questions in a minute, but you're very welcome to the studio, first of all, Niall. One of the things we've spoken to you a lot about in the past was the personal insolvency bill. It's over a year now uh, since this was published. It is now law. We are going through the process. We were told that once the promissory note is out of the way that they'll start tackling the issue of uh, personal debt. Um, have we any time frame that people could perhaps look to now that they can see light at the end of the tunnel? Well, as you say, the the, the, the act was actually signed into law on Stevenson's Day by, by the president. So that, that's how much urgency there was behind it. Um, so it's now law, but the infrastructure needed to back it up. That's not yet in place. And that's this insolvency service and that's the whole, that's another quango, if you like, that's going to administer the whole and, and set the ground rules as to how it's going to operate. And they're going to have to license these uh, pra- personal insolvency practitioners, which I mean, is the it, guy you go to. Yeah, in real terms, we're not any closer because nobody has found the that practitioner. So for the person oh, yeah. who wants to walk in and say, this is my situation, I want to sort out my solvency, that man doesn't exist yet. Does well, he? Well, he doesn't exist yet. And we're told he will exist by the end of quarter two, which means to me, June, July at the latest um, uh, that, the, that the new regi- regime will be up and running by then um, the, the the head of the insolvency service Lorcan O'Connor he's been there uh, quite a number of months at this stage he's recruiting um, and we're told all this stuff's going on in the background and that it will be up and running by the summer Okay, I so suppose the question is is Jonathan do you want to be the first guy in do you want to be the guinea pig <laughs> no, in the insolvency system thankfully yeah, I'm yeah. not in the system yeah. but I'd imagine there are those that are so frustrated by this they'd nearly be willing to be the first guy in well you, you don't know I mean this is this is very much I mean obviously the, the legislation is very prescriptive but um, it's still go, there's still going to be a, a lot of judgement in, in how it operates so um I, I I don't know. I'd I'd be sceptical about being the first man in. Um, but someone but, has to be. Yeah, and the, but the important thing as well is that okay, if you think you're going to need a, a, an insolvency deal, don't sit back and say I have till the summer I'll do nothing. It's very you have to. For example, on your if you want uh, a deal on your on your home mortgage, you've got to show you you've engaged with your bank for at least six months. Yeah. So if you've been ignoring the bank, there's no point in going to them first. Do, well, do, do yes, absolutely, do it now. Get the paper trail in place to show you've been playing ball with your bank because you can't just go in on day one and say I want to be declared insolvent. It doesn't work like that. Okay, let's get to the questions because there's a lot of good ones in there this week. The first of them comes from Mike who asks, I was advised to take out Caledonian Life with profit bond in January 08 for a five-year term and I invested €6,000. The fund value is now 6300 but I've been told that the gross surrender value is 5339 which is less than what uh, Mike put in. Now the broker is blaming MVA of 15%. I'll come back to that in a minute. But he makes the point that he was assured at the time that the value would never drop below 6k. Um, so he, he wants help in this. First of all, MVA of 15%, what's that? That's basically an exit penalty that applies at most times. If you, if that, which means you can, you, you may, if if you cash out outside of specified dates in the policy, generally, uh, say five, uh, on the fifth anniversary and and maybe the tenth anniversary, you have an opportunity to get out of these policies with at least your capital protected and with a return as well. But if you get out outside of those anniversary dates, you may be penalised, as as is happening in this case. So. The broker in this case has 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 let your listener down badly because the the policy was the fifth anniversary of the policy was January this year. Yeah, the broker should have contacted Mike in advance and said, Mike, 
you know, remember that six grand you invested with me five years ago? It comes up for maturity now. If you if you cash out on the maturity on the fifth anniversary, you can get six thousand three hundred. If you delay, there's a chance you'll get less than six thousand. I mean, this broker. He he was paid he was paid commission by Caledonian Life to sell to sell the policy in in two thousand and eight. That commission meant he should have looked after the customer and he should have notified the customer in advance to say the anniversary is coming up. If you want out, do it now. Well, we're in February now, so if that date has passed, passed yeah. what can Mike do? It, it sounds if he does nothing, maybe he's to wait another five years to be sure of getting out at a profit. Which is which is which is ridiculous. He's got to go back to the broker and say, "I, you were paid commission by Caledonian to, to to advise me and keep me informed. Why didn't you tell me that my policy, reminding my policy, was was reaching its anniversary in 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 January, okay. and 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 explain the options to me? He he has been badly let down by so his broker. Go back to the broker. Absolutely, is the answer to that. Otherwise, he's stranded maybe for another five years before okay. he can do anything. That's a long time to be leaving money on ICB. Yeah. We're looking for it. Um, Francis says, "I'm a 31 year old single male with approximately 20." thousand euro of savings, ten thousand in cash deposit at two point nine percent, ten thousand in shares earning approximately four percent per annum. I earn fifty five thousand per annum gross, I have a company car, no loans, and I'm saving approximately five hundred euros per month. Now this is a person in in good stead. Um, there are 29 years left on the mortgage of 180,000 outstanding on owner-occupied house worth 110,000 on variable rates. Does it make sense for me to increase my mortgage payments? My job is relatively secure but is in the construction industry. If you're in a secure job in the construction industry now, Francis, you're obviously doing something right but he wants to put more money into his mortgage. Is it is it the right thing to do? It's always the right thing to do because uh, even by stepping up your mortgage payment slightly um, you, you can knock years off your mortgage and also save yourself a fortune in interest however you've got to bear in mind that once you put the money into the mortgage you can't get it back out again if in a financial emergency I mean Francis is in negative equity on this house so there's absolutely no way if he overpays his mortgage now while he's in negative equity that he can get the money back out if there is supposing he's in the construction industry supposing he does lose his job okay he's got a nice nest egg um, but you know, if you if you're out of job, out of work in the construction industry, twenty grand mightn't last you very long. Mm. He, I mean, he is saving five hundred a month, so which which is which is a, a very good savings record. So maybe he should he should consider diverting some some of that money in into his mortgage. Okay, so maybe consider doing that. It's, but don't put it all in. It's probably no, good. no, yeah, because yeah. so long as he's in negative equity, there's no way he can get that money back out. Mairead says, we currently have a tracker mortgage for €410,000. There's 25 years left on that mortgage. They have seventy grand in cash. What do you advise we do with the cash? And would it be a good time to buy cheap property in Spain and save the rest? Mairead, I'm glad that you have the opportunity mm. to perhaps do that, but uh, property in Spain, mm. a lot well, of people well, stung Mar- by that in the good times. Exactly, and Mairead suggests you know buying a very cheap property t- for maybe about 20 grand in Spain. I mean, if she's going to spend 20 grand in Spain, I would say, no, no, use that money to pay off your mortgage, to pay off your tracker here. Um, um, the, the mathematics of paying off your tracker, it's, it's an interesting kind of uh, theoretical question because up to now you've been able to, if you if you have 70 grand, you can earn more, more on that in deposit than you would save in interest on a tracker mortgage, if you know what I mean. Um, so uh, it, it, it didn't make sense to overpay a tracker mortgage. Because if you just left the money in the bank, it would probably earn more interest yeah. than the interest you would save by paying it off. Um, except that that situation is now changing. Deposit rates have tumbled in the last few months. Um, 
but still the interest rate on our tracker, I mean, you know, uh, European interest rates are now three quarters of a percent. So she's paying maybe something. Um, she's probably paying uh, just but something in over one and a half, one and a half, one percent. And a half yeah, one yeah, and a half yeah, to two like percent that, yeah. around that area. Yeah, so she could probably her money could probably still earn that on deposit. Um, however, um, if she's thinking of doing something like like investing in Spain, I, I, I would really advise caution because even okay, you can pick up a very cheap property there. The thing us Irish people haven't coppened onto yet is property taxes. I mean. Spain and other continental countries are notorious for property taxes. Yeah, you could pay, end up paying more than the 20 grand a over huge the course proportion of the property. Of, exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, um, I mean, would you be penalised if she did go to pay a lump sum off the mortgage and if it is a tracker mortgage, could the bank turn around and say, well, we're going to penalise you no, for doing that? No, no, In fact, the bank would bite her arm off because <laughs> the, the bank is losing money on her tracker mortgage okay. so they'd love her to pay they it want, off. They want a shot of her as you opposed could, to exactly. doing it. You can right. only be penalised for paying off a fixed rate mortgage early. Okay, Murray, it's a good problem to have. John has €17,000 in savings. His son is starting college in September but his credit card debts of €7,000. I'm afraid if I pay them off, I'll, I'll, never, get this, uh, I, I, I'll never get this amount together again. Mm. So he wants to know, should he put 7000 off the credit card, get rid of that, and uh, he'd be able to use the rest of the money then, presumably to keep a little bit for himself, but more importantly, to put his son through college. Yeah, and I'm sure the seventeen grand is, is obviously going, is obviously for, for the three or four years that the, the son will be in college. I, I would say to John, pay off the credit card. Because the interest on that it must it's, be it's, fairly it's punitive. And, and, if, and uh, he doesn't say what age his son is, but say if, 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 if we're talking, you know, if the son is still has a good few years to go before he goes to college, you know, that seven grand could grow into the 17 grand quite, quite quickly. Um, I would say to him, um, pay off the pay off the get rid of the credit card, and maybe divert some of his seventeen thousand. Okay, he left ten thousand left after that. Maybe divert some of it into a credit union account. Build up a record with the credit union because when the son hits college, then he he would be in a good position to get a loan. And I would much prefer to owe money to a credit union than to a credit card company. Um, so. Uh, that, that's my advice Okay, that sounds like good yeah. advice to me Niall Brady, money editor of the Sunday Times Pleasure to talk to you again Thanks very much for coming in John Lowe should be back with us uh, next week in this Money Doctor slot 